0: What's up, my dudes and dudettes? I'm Nate Houseman, your guide to the 21st century, and in this program, we're going to look at some really good news in the economy. I know everything looks rotten, and we have a fraudulent president who stole an election, occupying our, you know, our seat of the executive branch, and the economy is going to shit. And there's talking about World War III, and they're going to impose. The Fed's going to try to impose a digital currency that they can turn on and off on us. But there's a lot of good news going on, too. And I want to highlight that in this in this video. So let's start out with this, art, this article by the Daily Caller. Majority of Americans believe Biden family took foreign influence payments, according to a poll. Over half of American voters believe that the Biden family has accepted payments from foreign nationals in order to influence politics in Washington, DC. According to a new poll from the Convention of States Action and the Trafalgar Group. Now, yeah, that's horrible. But the fact, but think about this: the majority of Americans believe this. Public opinion is turning against the deep state, against the the the, the, the crime syndicate disguised as a political party known as the Democrats. Tur- public opinion is turning against. Woke corporations. We're all, we're all turning against and waking up to the rot in all the institutions that we used to depend on. And we're finding our way to independence. And I'm going to share with you a bunch of articles and stories really um, highlighting this. So if you find this uh, content valuable, please give it a like on whatever platform you're watching it on, whether it's Rumble, Odyssey, or on podcast, and share it. And you can go to my website, NateHassman.net, where I share a lot of other articles from around the web. And I have a really cool shop page where you can buy t-shirts, hats, and mugs. And I've got a resources page with links to most of the um, resources that I recommend that are also in the description of this video. So you can either go to my website or you can click on the links down below. One of those resources is another one of my businesses. It's um, my web design and marketing agency called Ziphos Web Marketing. And pretty quick, we're going to see why it's important. If you have a business in your, your local area, a small business, that's aligned with you know the values of freedom, um, justice, capitalism, it's really important for you to um, have a website. And what I do is, um, I partner with my um, network of digital marketing and web design services, and I can get you signed up for um, digital advertising, either on Google or, or on social media, or to, get cert, or to get or to get found on on social media. Or you can get, or and or you can get a WordPress website, and a, and a website can do a whole lot of things for your for your business. You can sell products online. You can book appointments without having, without someone having to call you. You can book. You can um, accept payments. There's a lot of things you can do with a website, and I will get you set up. Now, if you do not have a business that needs a website, but you know someone who does, I have another opportunity for you. If you scroll down, you can become a referral partner. Sign up to become a referral partner, and you can get a code. And if you know any like businesses in your area that need a website you can get them signed up and you can actually get a commission of the revenue. I have these monthly plans for all these different services, you know, a website. I don't just build websites, but I maintain them or I refer to you to people who can do that. And that's a continuous service where you can get a little extra scratch. So keep that in mind. This first article we're going to look at is, um, about Public Square, you probably, if you watch maybe Tim Poole on his like live stream every night, you might have seen him interview the people behind Public Square. It is a, um, it's basically a directory of businesses with a uh, patriot, you know, conservative, really a values-aligned marketplace of businesses around the country, small businesses, and if you have a website, you can. Registered to be found on Public Square. So, and this is really big news. This, is, this article is from a few weeks ago. It's from June 1st. Public Square Values Line Marketplace announces growth milestone. It adds nearly 300,000 new consumer members in a single week, bringing total to more than 1 million. It rises to the number two app on Apple's App Store during the week of May 23rd, as more consumers are now using Public Square to shop for quality products, services, and exclusive discounts from values aligned businesses. So, growth comes as patriotic Americans push back against retailers and brands viewed as advancing the ESG and DEI agendas and instead look to support small businesses and retailers more closely aligned with their own values. So, Main Street is fighting is striking back against Wall Street, against the the banking cabal, against the corporations that really have been really tried to steamroll everyone during the pandemic and the lockdowns. One of the biggest tragedies of the, the the COVID lockdowns was so many small businesses were shut down while big chain, you know, stores or Amazon, they were allowed to uh, operate. And the uh, so-called essential workers were made to really operate, you know, in those big, you know, chain stores like Target, like Walmart, like Amazon, and really put themselves in line. Now, COVID, of course, was really just the flu, just another strain of it. But not everyone was aware of that at the time. It was like, it was such a huge period of confusion that it really screwed up a lot of local businesses. But the local business... Main Street movement is striking back thanks to public square. Now another blow to this whole, you know, corporate, you know, has been the pride movement. Now, I've said in the past, my general my general policy towards the LGBT community is compassion. Each individual, yeah, I judge people by as individuals, and not part of, not as part of a group, I have known plenty of gay and lesbian people who are who are nice, polite, caring, honest people. I'm friends with some of them. I've also met people from that community who are just absolute dipshits and totally selfish and and rotten. What's the real problem with Pride Month is companies and really the uh, child, the predators that are operating in those elite, elitist, you know, hierarchies are using Pride Month as like a trojan horse to sneak in their, you know, their, their child predation, their, their grooming, their, really their evil intentions towards young children. And people are waking up to that. This article from altmarket.us by way of Zero Hedge says, It's been a bloodbath for the majority of companies that go overtly woke in the new era of American consumer rebellion, and the establishment is not happy. Corporations like Disney, Anheuser-Busch, and Target are plunging in profits and losing billions in market cap after pledging fealty to the trans agenda. In particular, the public is setting out to make examples of institutions that support trans indoctrination of children. Simply put, a line in the sand has been crossed. The turning point happened when... All these major companies went after the children. Here is the main point, really, of the whole pro- this whole video. With conservative boycotts far more effective than leftist boycotts ever were, the movement makes evident that the political left is a paper tiger and that conservatives and independents have the real majority power in the United States. In response, the media is claiming that this movement is a form of economic terrorism. That is to say, if you refuse to support the woke hive mind with your wallet, you should be considered a domestic enemy. It took long enough, but average Americans are finally engaging in the cultural war which started years ago, not so much by the political left, but by globalist institutions using leftist activists as enforcers and saboteurs. The key issue that every that very few people talk about is that activist activist groups would have no power whatsoever if it weren't for the unprecedented backing they receive from governments, nonprofits, think tanks, and the corporate world. And a lot of support has been injected through ESG-style financing, as well as DEI, which stands for D- Diversity, Equity, Inclusion programs. And this article goes on quite a bit about why certain co- why companies are continuing to uh, go down the ESG path. And I think I'm going to link this article on my blog in, in its entirety late, later. But um, for now, let's just consider that, yes, Conservatives and really independents who um, don't align with the liberals, we are finding out that we are the true majority of the country, just as Rush Limbaugh always asserted that we are. We've just, you know, we're finding our voice. We're finding out that the left was never really mainstream. They were just louder. And by leftist, I don't mean liberal. I mean phony liberal, like pundits, politicians, talking heads, and outright criminals pretending to have certain values, but using those values as a smokescreen to uh, commit their evil, nefarious deeds. So here's an article I want to read in full. It's from the Epic Times. A quiet revolution is unfolding against woke corporate America. Here's the strategy behind it. This article is by Darlene McCormick Sanchez. Consumer boycotts against woke corporations such as Target and Anheuser-Busch are the key to reversing race, gender, and environmental activism in corporate America, according to conservative groups. That's because customers, ditching companies pushing left-wing policies, have given conservative groups the traction they needed to fight them legally. Scott Shepard is a fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research, (NCPPR) and director of the National Center's Free Enterprise Project, a conservative shareholder activist group. That's that's gonna be big here. Shepard told the Epic Times. The tide is turning against environmental, social, and governance, or ESG for short. We're seeing something very different this time, because it's not just the conservatives who are always interested in this sort of thing, it's the whole country, Shepard said. ESG, which started as guidelines, has now turned into heavy-handed mandates on controversial social justice ideologies, he said. And a potential breach of fiduciary responsibility to shareholders will expose businesses to legal action like Shepard's organization has started. Even with companies losing billions of dollars, they continue to embrace the concept to the detriment of their shareholders, Shepard said. Target came under fire for Pride Month merchandise, including rainbow-colored onesies for babies and tuck-friendly women's swimsuits for men identifying as women in front of the store displays. Now, the problem with these tuck-friendly you know, swimsuits was they were on display right next to the children's products. So that's how you know they were going after the children. They didn't say, oh, we're, they're, they're, so, the fact checkers, liars that they are, said, oh, Target isn't, you know, selling tuck-friendly clothing to children. No, they're displaying tuck-friendly pro- products next to the kids' products. Continuing. Likewise, co- consumers boycotted anheuser Bush after the company provided transgender activists Dylan Mulvaney, with a personalized can of Bud Light, which subsequently went viral on social media. Target and Anheuser-Busch both came out with statements as the boycotts intensified, but they fell short of apologizing or continued to support transgenderism and LGBT causes as consumers stayed away. Target's strategy was to blame threats from customers for removing some of the more controversial items from their private displays and relocating LGBT items to the back of the store. Employees at a target location in Tennessee, where some, some were rainbow flag gear, gave a mixed review on June 13th about how the boycott was impacting sales. Sundays and Mondays have been less busy. It's noticeable if you work here long enough. The past few weeks have been slower, one employee said. It's kind of hard to say. Day-to-day things are different added another. And Busch Bush came out with pro-America ads featuring Clydesdale horses diversing the country shortly after their campaign with Mulvaney. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over beer, Anheuser-Busch CEO Brendan Whitworth said. Well, does he mean it? Besides Target and Anheuser-Busch's continued support of Pride Month, business items such as City, Bank of America, Cisco, Hewlett-Packard, and Pfizer have all changed their social media icons to Pride-themed logos. Billionaire Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner and Shark Tank star, What's far as to call going woke good for business over the weekend? Shareholder lawsuits could be the key to stopping ESG, and prolonged consumer boycotts are making it possible by inflicting huge huge losses on woke companies, Shepard said. On June 6, American First Legal demanded Target's corporate books and records amid a backlash against the retailer for selling Pride Month items aimed at children. Not simply the um, tuck friendly stuff, but also... Books, um, maybe mugs, cups, dinnerware, all kinds of toys, you name it. The law firm represents NCPPR, a free market public policy research group where Shepard is a fellow. AFL, headed by former Trump presidential advisor Stephen Miller, accused Target's management of a radical LGBT political agenda, that has cost the corporation over $12 billion in market valuation since mid-May 2023, according to a news release. The boycotts at the company's market capitalizations, meaning their value dropped on the stock market. Target's market capitalization fell from $72.52 billion to $58.61 billion between May 1st and June 10th, and has downgraded on Wall Street twice. Anheuser-Busch's market cap slid even more, from 132.06 billion to 108.96 billion between April 3rd and June 2nd and was also downgraded. Attorneys for American First Legal said its client has concerns about the possible financial risk posed by selling LGBT related merchandise since Target admits its customer base is mainly made up of families. This dramatic and sudden loss to shareholders is a direct and predictable result of management's calculated efforts to please its extreme leftist stakeholders, quote unquote, almost none of whom shop at Target, and evidence contempt for the corporation's core customers, AFL said in a statement. Shepard said stock value losses demonstrate what woke corporate boards and executives care more—that woke corporate corporate boards and executives care more about ideology than their shareholders. I think it's now clear people are paying attention. Aside from the hard left-left activists, nobody wants transitions aimed at children. Nobody thinks the target ought to play a central role in deciding whether our children are going to get drawn into all this nonsense, Shepard said. If CEOs and corporate board members continue to pretend going woke well won't make them broke, Shepard believes they will likely be sued personally. He executives will be forced to pay back the amount they cost shareholders out of their pockets by running companies according to their own personal preferences Rather than according to objective neutral rules of running a business, and they can just take the executive stock. I've said before, most of the executives' compensa- corporate executives' compensation is not from their salaries; it's from their company stock. So, I mean, sure, the uh, so the executives are suffering during this stock decrease, but they're responsible for it, or at least they're doing the bidding of the uh, ESG. You know, crazy banks and financial institutions. So they can still be made to uh, pay for this. Why executives alienate customers? Woke isn't going away without a fight, according to Will Hild, executive director of Consumers Research, a nonprofit consumer protection group. I'm just going to see how long this article keeps going. It's quite a, it's quite a, it's quite a bit. I think we'll go on for a few more paragraphs. Executive, Will Hild, executive director of Consumers Research, a nonprofit consumer protection group, Consumers Research launched a public information campaign on BlackRock and recently created a woke alert for customers. Those who sign up are notified when companies cave to the woke mob, so you know the brands attacking your values. Corporate leaders fear losing their jobs if they drop ESG more than they fear corporate losses. Hild told the Epic Times. That's why woke companies don't seem to learn their lesson and keep pushing ESG's far-left agenda. (coughs) It's a cover for pushing politics using other people's money. In fact, if BlackRock likes you, and Vanguard likes you, and State Street likes you, then you may not ever get fired, no matter how bad of a job you do, because they can have your back, Hilde said. BlackRock managers who control investments can can call the board of directors and pressure them into making efforts toward left-wing goals, such as net-zero, where companies work to reduce their carbon emissions, he said. For example, Bud Light is a case in point. Despite losing billions of dollars, Bud Light sponsored the Cincinnati Pride Parade and announced a $200,000 donation to the National LGBT Chamber of Congress. Commerce. Companies care about ESG scores because they are essential to attract investment companies such as BlackRock, which controls some $10, billion, $10 trillion in assets, Hilt said. BlackRock, whose CEO Larry Fink, became an early ESG disciple, uh, issued a thinly veiled threat in 2018 for companies to get with the program, or else, according to an article from the New York Times. Things out of a letter demanding business leaders do more to make a profit and contribute to society to receive BlackRock support, according to the article. So I think I'll read this next section and then we'll kind of like move on. Thinks reasoning for iron-fisted ESG enforcement appears simple. Democracy is bad for business. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like actually totalitarian governments, Fink said in the Bloomberg video posted on Twitter. Since BlackRock ma- manages trillions of in investments through 401k plans and mutual funds, it gives Fink tremendous influence over such things as corporate executive pay and whether investors are voted on or off. boards, Shepard said, that is super nefarious here because BlackRock isn't just, you know, control BlackRock and also Vanguard and all these other financial Institutions, they're not just controlling these companies with shares. They're controlling them with your retirement money. That's what you know. If you have money in a in a four hundred one k or an IRA or in a pension fund, it's probably in one of those you know index funds or mutual funds that's spread out over all sorts of you know Fortune five hundred companies, and you're you're the one suffering over this you know over this collapse in ESG and its boycott. So that's really the case that, you know, that lawyer Shepard makes when they talk about suing these com- these companies. Under Fink's control, BlackRock voted to replace three members of Exxon's board in 2021 with green left-wing members, Shepard said. After changing the board, Think pressured Exxon into selling an oil investment to a state-backed Chinese company where BlackRock holds investments, Shepard said. China has lax environmental laws, so tons of carbon will still be spewing in the atmosphere, he said. So the difference is that by forcing that, that move, Larry Fink and BlackRock got brownie points with the Chinese Communist Party, Shepard said. So, And that's ha- also how we know that the whole climate crisis you know, hysteria is a scam, because they demand so much sacrifice from the Western economies, and they just let china do whatever that's how you know it's it's a it's bunk. so we're going to move on from this article but besides the whole you know class action lawsuit over fiduciary responsibility there's another way we can um kind of get get out of this whole ESG mess and that's by moving your retirement plan to a different kind of you know your 401k to a different kind of retirement and that brings us to another sponsor or partner of this program, and that is iTrust Capital. I've got an affiliate link down in the description it's where you can sign up. iTrust Capital is a financial services company that specializes in cryptocurrency and gold and silver. So you can um, start an IRA. Ring. You know that will eventually be tax-free. Once, it's not a financial advice. I'm leaving the decision up to you. But if you don't feel like you know taking part in a class-action lawsuit, you can just take your money out of, you know, a woke ESG, BlackRock retirement plan, and move it to something toward back backboard towards Bitcoin and gold and silver. So. ITUS Capital is like one of the um, one of those alternative you know retirement plans companies. There's also Gold Co. There's also Noble Gold. They offer plans based on precious metals. So if you're not so if you're not so you know bullish about cryptocurrency, gold and silver have been around for years and they are super reliable. There is always you know you know plan anyway. So if you so choose, put it, your money in something more reliable than you know maybe a company stock. Put in gold and silver or bitcoin. So click on the link if you so choose, and you'll be supporting and you'll be doing a great thing for yourself. Moving on. Here is something really, really positive going on. Now, they're just talking about, they're just doing this with their talk and maybe they're still doing the, doing the whole ESG dance, song and dance behind their backs. But, you know, they have to Um. but these companies are aware that there is a huge backlash against it. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Companies quiet diversity and sustainability talk amid cultural war boycotts. Mentions of social impact initiatives during earnings calls have declined, reversing a trend that had picked up after the death of George Floyd in 2020. Uh, Wall Street Journal says the killing of George Floyd, but more likely he just died of a fentanyl overdose. Companies' mentions of green and social initiatives during earnings calls have fallen off sharply in recent quarters, reversing a more boastful approach taken over the past few years amid intensifying pressure from some investors and conservative activists. Take electronic signature firm DocuSign, where Chief Financial Officer Cynthia Gaylord, in March 2022, Said the company achieved carbon neutral status during the year ended during the year that ended in that January. Gaylord, who was set up to step down as CFO in, on June 15th, so she already has stepped down because today is the 18th, at the time said the company was continuing its efforts to reach net zero emissions no later than 2050. Finance chiefs and other executives have significantly quieted down public you know settings about their environmental and employee diversity efforts, as opposition has mounted from a confluence of interests. Investors who want their companies to focus on their operations, not the social good, and conservative groups and political leaders who have seized on corporate supports of such causes as to rally anti-woke constituents. For example, calling for boycotts boycott of brands that identified the advertisers' support for LGB- the LGBT community in the wake of recent disputes with Target and Bud Light. So... Here's here's a here's a key point. Chief financial officers who often oversee sustainability and diversity efforts are among the executives who have uh, changed tax. CFOs at U.S. listed companies mentioned topics on 93 calls from April 1st to June 5th, down 30% from prior uh, period, prior period. AlphaSense said. So AlphaSense is, I guess, the uh, organization that's doing that research, and there that's the article is referring to. So. Yeah, financial research platform AlphaSense, so you can probably look them up and get your own um, notes and figures. So it's very interesting because she it mentions that chief financial officers are the ones who implement the whole ESG, DEI, critical race theory nonsense on companies. If you follow pop culture news in Hollywood and geek culture, you might have heard about. Chrissy McCarthy. She was the uh, chief financial officer at Disney. And people are saying that she was instrumental in ousting the previous, you know, uh, CEO, Bob Chapek and bringing the former CEO, Bob Iger back into the, back into the corner office. By all accounts, she is a witch. Yeah. And, but she just, you know, stepped down this last week. Now she's saying that it's because of a family Crisis, like her husband has cancer, and you know she has to um be there, be around for him. That could that could very well be the case. However, her departure is going to bring more attention on Disney's finances. So, in the last few articles here, we kind of want to we're we're going to look at entertainment as kind of you know a microcosm of the economy in general because Hollywood is collapsing. They're predicting that Indiana Jones 5 about to, is about to debut and flop according to the numbers. You know, I love Indiana Jones. The first three movies were probably, you know, the perfect trilogy of action adventure. You know, it still, you know, fires up my, my imagination. I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. And when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they didn't just get Star Wars. They got, you know, Willow and they got Indiana Jones. But Kathleen Kennedy, who was under Christy McCarthy's protection, she was, you know, the head of Lucasfilm under Disney, and she has run that division into the dirt. Everyone, everyone who's a Star Wars fan and really a pop culture fan hates her with a passion. How she is, you know, stuck around so long is a mystery to some, unless, you know, you consider that the big money people like Larry Fink have said, hey, you need someone to implement the ESG policies. Chris McCarthy was your person. Kathleen Kennedy was your person. We say so. But under Kathleen Kennedy's mismanagement, the uh, filming of Indiana Jones 5 has just been a mess. It's went horrendously over budget. They had to reshoot so so many scenes they probably had to change, they had probably had like five or six different endings filmed, and they and the one they settled on was probably the least offensive, but it's still pretty bad. And it was pre, it premiered in, in at the Cannes Film, Fest, Film Festival, and everyone in the audience was just kind of like murmuring, and all the critics were saying it's horrible. So, what how the mighty have fallen? So, they're projecting that this movie is going to be a bomb. Two movies that have come out this weekend are definitely a bomb. Definitely bombs. The Flash and Pixar's Elemental. So, The Flash, which is done by Warner Brothers because they own DC Comics. The um, The Flash, based on the uh, DC Comics superhero, stars Ezra Miller, who has been on a multi-year crime spree. I have talked about him last year, how he um, was probably grooming that young... Um, Sue Lee, that young Sioux girl. She's, you know, I don't know if she's of age yet in Sioux country. She's she's over eighteen, but Native American, you know, tribes in the U.S. are partly autonomous, so they can still have their own laws as far as like who is of legal age and how their how their tribal community is run. So that is really that's really awful. He's been leading a cult. He's had other children in his residence being exposed to guns and drugs. He has assaulted people. He has invaded people's houses. And he hides behind his idea as a trans, as a transsexual individual. He he wants us to use they, them pronouns with him. Fuck that. This guy can suck a lemon. Everyone knows about Ezra Miller's misdeeds. And that's probably why this movie is a bomb. And Pixar's Elemental, which is a Disney which is a Disney, you know, division, it's it's falling flat also. There was barely any marketing for Elemental that I saw. Any there was no buzz. Pixar is just dying on the vine. The great when you when I think about how many great Pixar movies there have been, Toy Story, Bug's Life, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo. Pixar was, you know, the cutting edge. They were the leaders. It was only right that they were that they were partnered with Disney, who was had such a such an you know illustrious tradition of good animation and good storytelling. But under Bob Iger's leadership, Disney and Pixar have just been run into. The mud into the dirt. And Bob Iger just has such a huge ego that he keeps around Kathleen Kennedy. He uh, lets, you know, Kevin Feige just backs up everyone in Marvel. Disney got woke. They let in the um crazies, and this is this is the um this is the result now. This pop culture rot, this whole woke, you know, ESG, DEI movement is really coming to a head. But it started with comics, you know, the comic books that, you know, superheroes are based off of, that where they originate. We're going to wrap up with a couple articles from Bounty and Comics. Marvel Comics writer Steve Orlando admits comic book sales are struggling, and he predicts his Scarlet Witch series, might cancel the ten issues. So, um, Marvel and DC, the two, the big two, you know, corporate, you know, publishing, co- you know, comic book publishing companies in the U.S., they've been on a backslide for many years. They started the woke crap probably back in, probably even before you know Trump came down the escalator. Probably when Obama was still president, they were making established characters gay. They were race swapping people. They were um, taking you know popular, you know beloved characters and heroes, and replacing them with you know whatever you know race race baiting, race baiting you know race swaps they could. And I mean, it, it's not, it's not. I'm no one's against you know having diversity among your cast of characters. Just don't give minorities. White people, white characters, hand me downs. Give them their own personality, give them their own power set, you know, superpowers, stories, you know. Com- the comics industry has been doing this for, for, me- for at least 10 years, and they're getting squashed by manga from Japan, and they're also getting squashed by independent comics. And one of those independent, um, enterprises is the Ripaverse. So, Eric July, aka Young Ripa 59 on YouTube, he has his own, you know, comic independent comic company called the and it just had their, you know, second pre-order campaign for Isom issue number 2 and it's a it's a resounding success. I was actually watching, you know, Eric's um, live stream while while the, um, the pre-orders went live, and he made they made he made like seven hundred thousand dollars in pre-order sales in probably like twenty minutes. He has his own website, and it's been crashing this whole all this time because it gets so much traffic. So, so Eric July Young Rippa, he has been. Building an audience on YouTube since the year you since the year after YouTube was founded. He's he has paid his dues, he's been building his audience, he's been making great content, he's been making great podcasts, he's been making great, you know, insightful commentary. So good that he got picked up by Glenn Beck's you know company, The Blaze, and he has you know built a community of you know like-minded pop culture you know, commentators, like Nerdrotic, like Geeks and Gamers. Like Clownfish TV, like Razor Fist, like you know, Yellow Flash, like Ethan Van like you know, Raging Golden Eagle, like that Umbrella Guy. This great community on YouTube, which I would love to be part of. I just need to like you know, build my you know build up my own you know portfolio of content. But this is what's this is what's happening. The indie scene is growing. Indie, independent artists, and independent and even some, you know, veterans from Marvel and DC have gone independent and started making their own books and selling them on their either their own websites or on crowdfunding sites like Indiegogo or Kickstarter. And this is a prime example of Main Street going super saiyan, going. You know, you're really take, striking back against the system. Who would have thought? That conservatives would be so anti-corporate in this world. That's because we're learning the truth that corporations and government really are just tentacles, separate tentacles of the same monster. They are joined at the hip. There's really no difference between them. Really, corporations get as big as they are because they have special sweetheart deals from the government. So... Maybe some money changes hands. Maybe some palms are greased. Maybe some lobbying money goes to a, a certain politician or another. You know, we all know about Nancy Pelosi and her insider trading. All, almost all of Congress does that. So, but people are waking up, and that's a good thing. So, I I think I'll leave you with that. You know, like I said, if you want to support the program and really support yourself, you know, take advantage of my web design services at Ziffos web marketing and click on the link to I trust capital and move your retirement plan to gold, silver and crypto. And I'll let you go. I'm a houseman letting you know that it's okay to stand up for yourself. Have a good one.